Las Vegas. What's up? Ahoy, ahoy. Las Vegas, if you'll permit me to establish a theme for this evening with some opening remarks. Las Vegas, when you love Bernie Sanders, you got to trust him. There's no other way. You've got to give him the key to everything that's yours, or at least $27 a month. Otherwise, what's the point? And for a while, I believe that's the kind of love I had. And guess what? I was exactly right. Before I ever ran a podcast or got myself canceled, Will Miniker was a hell of a poster, I can tell you that. I was so good that whenever I RT'd someone, I could change the ratio for any journalist in the country. I'm serious. I had it down so cold, I was given paradise on earth. I was given one of the biggest podcasts in the world to run, Chapo Trap House, by the only guys that can actually get you that kind of money, the CIA. 37,000 paying subscribers every month. I didn't know all the details. Matter of fact, nobody knew all the details, but... It should have been perfect. I mean, I had Felix Biederman, Matt Chrisman, Virgil Texas, and Chris Wade, my best friends watching my ass. And we had Amber, the woman everyone loved, or the woman everyone loved to hate, on our arm. But, but, but in the end, we fucked around and ended up helping elect the next president of the United States. It should have been so sweet, too, but it turned out to be the last time the internet guys like us were ever given anything that fucking valuable ever again. Las Vegas, this is Chapo Trap House. Let's go. It is a joy to be with you here tonight, Vegas, at the House of Blues. Uh, just to let you know, we've got our boy Adam Friedland coming out in the second act. We've got some cum boys in the audience tonight. And truly a special treat for you guys tonight. In our intermission, we have a Vegas-style stage act for you that I think is going to blow the doors off this place. But sit tight, because we've got a lot to talk about. First and foremost, I, I think we should begin the night by acknowledging the, uh, the release of a, a political prisoner. I'm talking, of course, about Rod Blagojevich. Guys, you know, I assume all of you listened to our Iowa episode or New Hampshire episode where we talked about the political moment we're in where if we all work together and fight for someone you don't know, this shit's real right now. But guess what? We did it. Our only political goal, the freedom of Rod Blagojevich, has been achieved. We did it. Time to go home, everybody. Bars can't hold a hairline like that. Yeah. Uh, it is a joy to be here with you, especially after being in uh, Des Moines and Iowa, New Hampshire, Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, cold, boring Snoozeville, <laughs> baby! So it is a joy to be someplace that's actually fun. It's the little ring-a-ding-ding. A place that is both fun and an affront. It's a, it's a place that's fun and it's, whose very existence is an affront to God. But what could be better than that? A giant golden calf in the middle of the desert... The weather is perfect. It's not like those cold shitholes we were in before. Sorry, sorry, Iowa, New Hampshire. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye, honey. But, but to finish it off, you guys got to finish the work of what we did already in Iowa and New Hampshire. Let's go three for three. What do you say? 
This is a monument to man's arrogance, and you're all going to hell for living here. But it is a, it's, it's wonderful to visit, though. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so much it's fun. It's very fun. Moving on now, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to turn to um, news of the day. And this is really, actually, this story here is news of the day, because I just found out about it today. This is a pretty serious issue, and I had not been aware of it until uh, a fellow podcaster brought it to our attention. This is pretty big. Maybe you guys have already seen this video. And I'm just going to introduce it by way of saying the second act of the show, we will do to Mike Bloomberg what we did to Pete Buttigieg in New Hampshire. Nothing. That's right. We're going to vote for him. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get there, I I think we have to pay tribute or at least acknowledge some of the haters and losers that we've buried along the way there. It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. Uh, you promised you wouldn't sing. You promised I did not you wouldn't promise sing. anything he of never the story. Promised. He'll never I never said that. that. No, you did not have me on tape saying that. I so, hope you have the time of your life. I hope you took your DNA test right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just, again, to acknowledge the haters and losers... Let's roll this clip, which is, I gotta say, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Play it. Who are who have large Twitter followings? Look, I know you don't like us. I know you're gonna keep fucking tweeting at us. Fine. Yes. Do fuck you want. But if you want your candidate to win, you gotta shape up. <laughs> you heard. Okay, you yeah. heard the man. Oh really? Okay, he literally only said this because I no longer have a Twitter account. <laughs> Uh, John, I know you'd like to think that we have to shape up if we want our candidate to win. Sorry, buddy. Too late. Too late. You missed the fucking boat on that one. If you had said it six months ago, maybe you could have conned at least, you know, me, the, the weakest one of the show, into believing you. <laughs> like, well, I just don't understand. Like, he's making a demand. For what? Like, where's his leverage? He has nothing. His, his, his followers are broken people. They I will just, vote for whoever gets the nomination. It's, just, they have been gelded. I love the idea of this little man whose forearms are thinner than my thighs trying to sun the Bernie machine. You little shit. You better run. You better hide. What did you just fucking say to us? No, 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 wait, no, wait, 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 wait here, Miss Hammer, Hammer, this, this, you can't do that. <laughs> I do, I, I feel bad for his listeners, because imagine if you, you'd listen to, to a competing uh, inferior brand podcast <laughs> for the past three years, since Rupp was inaugurated, you would not be at all mentally or intellectually prepared for this current situation you find yourselves in. Because you had been hearing for the past three years that one, ooh, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna get Donald Trump now. Uh, this is the first domino in the series of dominoes to fall. That's right, Masha Yelogovich uh, was caught uh, on ICQ with Roger Stone. Uh, and you would have heard that uh, uh, Cory Booker and uh, Beto O'Rourke are, are real people running for president. Uh, Whereas, if you had been listening to our show, yes. one, your brain would be much smoother, which is a better way to go through reality. Yes. No friction. Yes. And two, uh, you would have known for the past year that 
By the way, Bernie Sanders is the most popular person in the Democratic yes. Party and has a straight yes. shot to the fucking nomination by winning the fucking earlier states, yes. consolidating support, getting the momentum to go into Super if Tuesday. If you had only just jumped on in the past two weeks, you would have heard five people with coronavirus just dragging themselves bloody knuckled to, to canvas for people. We just want it more. Yeah. And I, uh, what, uh, what I love about this is this liberal freakout right now is that the Bernie Sanders and his team have built, and everyone has built, an autonomous political force in a media environment that is categorically hostile towards him, his supporters, and his ideology. Yep. And they have expressed this through uh, denial and ignoring, ignoring them. And now, you know, it's, we got the numbers in, and he's winning, and he's fucking winning. This, Your is, own. this is the lesser-known part of the grieving process, uh, uh, impotently scolding. And we didn't, uh, and we didn't need you fuckers. No, We didn't need you more on losers. We don't need them. Or your stupid audience, either. No, that's the thing. We don't, it doesn't fucking matter. All, right. all the all people right. who say, Matt, all the people who say, oh, well, you should be nice to me because you're going to need me in the general election. No, we don't. Because no. we don't need you now. No. Because, yes. Losers. The Bernie Coalition right. is, a, is a, accruing. It's congealing. And between the pieces of it that are now all together, everyone there either doesn't know about or doesn't care about mean Bernie bros on Twitter, which means no one who does has any power and it's, because it's, they're it's, inferior to the Bernie movement. And it's an operation that doesn't rely on the media. It doesn't rely on the, you know, the powers of capital. It's, it's a movement that has, has been a, a spearhead, you know, uh, uh, piercing the spectacle that Matt is so fond of talking about and leaving the these people in such utter shock and disarray that all they can say is, well, well listen here, buckaroo. Uh, yeah. Listen here, buster. No, they're trying you, to save face. You're going you're gonna to have to be nice to me. Yeah, they're trying to save face. And the thing is, he, he says, you better shape up. And the answer is, when you say to him, what if I don't? The answer is, I guess nothing. I guess I'll just whine about it and then vote for your guy because I have nothing else to do. No. And I'm totally fucked. And I have no fucking leverage. And yeah. I will roll over on my belly because I have no power. The only thing... You is lose, sir. Good day. The only thing this fucking guy to do, can do to save face at this point is to kneel behind that fucking desk. I... I drink your milkshake. <laughs> Those areas have been drilled, drained dry. So sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, like, I would. You are be... not the chosen candidate, Elizabeth. <laughs> it was Bernie. Bernie was the smart one. <laughs> Had it won Super Tuesday over forty percent of the delegates. <laughs> they should have put you in a glass jar on the mantelpiece. I've abandoned my Cherokee heritage. <laughs> um, You've abandoned your dog. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, as fun as this is, I mean, I wouldn't be so quick to cast aside uh, John or Todd or any of them. Um, <laughs> because, like, even, like, in the best of all possible worlds, like a Sanders presidency, if we have one of those Lev Parnasses, like, they're the experts on that. None of us know anything about Lev Parnas, and no. they've been, they know everything about they Lev Parnas. They could be on Lev Parnas duty. Yeah. Like the bee guy in the Simpsons episode. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was... You, you guys go in there. Make sure there aren't any Lev Parnasses around. Yeah. Guy. I'm pretty sure I was uh, in the basement of the Luxor last night in a K-hole, and someone explained to me who Lev Parnas was, and, like, a whole universe was created for me, and then I sobered up, and I forgot everything. This is a magical place. 
So that's the. Uh, uh, but wait, hang on. I, I do want to uh, uh, go to this one point, and I know uh, uh, Amber has written more about this because she is more capable of tolerating a British accent than I will ever be. It's true. Uh, I, I'm tough, and I've made myself immune. But there are, you know, parallels between the Bernie insurgency and Corbyn. And mm-hmm. Corbyn, of course, took over a, a you know, a, a centrist, you know, capitalist party that had abandoned its socialist roots. And he got screwed by the right wing of that party. Here's the difference. When they flopped, and by flop, how many of you all like sports ball? Okay, so you know what a flop is. So whenever their liberals or their right wing flopped and said, you know what, I'm really, really concerned about, uh, about anti-Semitism in the Labor Party, Corbyn would go, okay, well, I, I hear you and I want to address your concerns and we can work on this. And when they try the same thing with Bernie, he goes, fuck you. <laughs> because Jeremy Corbyn, he's a, he was a very nice man. And we all seen what happens to nice men. Bernie, he's a bad man. <laughs> did, you see, did anyone see it today? He's a bad man for the working class, and that's what we need. And you should follow Bernie's example, because whenever you hear a fucking scold like this asshole, uh, one, he's not on your side. Nope. Uh, two, he has no power whatsoever. None. You have no. the fucking power. No. Uh, Every day he wakes up and tries to say the phrase, young lady in the mirror, but he starts crying. And three, whenever he comes in, whenever people like this come in and try to call the shots and say, you've got to clean up, you need a new TOS for Bernie supporters, which people who just literally has a TOS for his fucking supporters, uh, you should ridicule and or ignore them. Yep. Because they're trying to sabotage you. You you don't get to call the the shots. You've seen the meme. First of all, fuck every single one of you. That's, and that's Bernie today is. showed that he is not going to be fucking uh, psyched out by no, these people because he goes, "Hey, you know, people shouldn't be bad." What? Uh, I can't. You can't tell two and a half. You can't tell two and a half billion people what to do. What? And that's the only thing to do because these idiots think if he just said, "Don't do it," then they would stop. And it's like, first of all, even if you could assume that every earnest Bernie bro who loves Bernie honestly and doesn't just use him as an excuse to post, you know would agree and say, yes, I will As not. If we needed an If excuse. you could do that, if you could get him to get everyone to stop, there would be zero things to stop people from Trump world, the Russians, bitter, dead-ender uh, Liz Warren supporters to make fake Bernie up, uh, supporting accounts to do harassment. And then they would keep going, and now you're on the hook for it. You said you can stop it, and it's not stopping, and you literally can't stop it. It's literally a fucking trap. And only an idiot would step into it, and Bernie is not. Well, uh, Virgil mentioned uh, Pete Buttigieg has a, uh, a TOS for his supporters. Yeah, literally a code of conduct. If oh, dude. Oh, homie. So I want to honestly... <laughs> I was shadow banned from the Pete Buttigieg We're going we're gonna to go to a Pete event later this week, and oh my God, dude. No, we're going to get thrown out of the well, event later this week. I hope we get to see Pete. I hope we get to see Pete. But if we don't, I just have two video clips here of Pete recently in your fair state that I'd like to share with you. Let's, let's roll that first clip. I think you're probably familiar with it. Thank you. Thank you so much for the chance to join you. Gracias por invitarnos para hablar this evening. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> greetings from South Bend. 
Not quite sleeping enough, but delighted to be with you. Oh, did you see that no. man? He was trying to save it there. That's how much of a diabolical bug man he is. Is that he realized he fucked up, and then he's like, uh, uh, I uh, haven't been sleeping much, so uh, that's uh, why that sounded stupid. Uh, imagine <laughs> giving up halfway through. Beto put in more effort than he did. Well, Beto oh. could actually speak Spanish. Is the thing. Uh, it's not a Spanish speakers in the audience, we're going to do a poll. We're going to do a poll. Okay, Beto versus Pete. Beto? Pete. Uh, uh, grande estado, you neither. Need, you but need what we established is that someone who had to drop out a long time ago still spoke better uh, Spanish as second language than Mayor Pete. He still thought, yeah, I could do this. Hola, mi amo los muerte de perros. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, uh, in communities where I come from, we're less concerned with being bilingual and more concerned with the new Best Buy. Okay, so that was... What's the problem? (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. When communities... Yeah. In the communities I represent, we're less interested in making sense than we are in dollars and cents. All right. I feel like I licked a battery. All right. Okay, here's the the second clip of Beto... I'm sorry. Pete. Pete talking, (laughs) talking recently... I'm just going to let it play. No, no, no. One, one is beta, one is beta. <laughs> Here is Pete talking again. This one's a little subtle, but I, like, it, like, when I point it out to you, I, I think it's un- unmistakable. So here, let's roll the second clip. Okay, okay. All right. So we've established already that Pete uh, uses sort of like an Elizabeth Holmes-style voice-deepening yes. technique. That's scientifically proven. Uh, am I crazy or not? Or, like, is, he, is this asshole just trying to talk like Obama It's just now? Obama. He's okay. just doing Obama voice. Okay, yeah, no. Pete has a very rare medical condition. It's called Kirby-itis, named after the beloved Nintendo character Kirby. Oh. <laughs> Where if he shakes, she, he shakes the hand of a person of a different ethnicity, <laughs> oh, God. he does a voice that he thinks they would like. He will keep doing it, but hopefully he's about to run into a fucking wall in this state. So bye-bye, Pete. Bye-bye. I, if, uh, if someone, if someone uh, would like to do a huge favor to the world, just like make it so Pete meets Alan Dershowitz. And he just has to talk in that voice for the rest of the campaign. <laughs> just, he does. And the this is what you people like, right? Yeah. In the communities where I come from, <laughs> I was the mayor of South Bend. It's, uh, it's kind of impressive because Pete, you know, he, beat, he legitimately beat expectations to get a close second in Iowa, which Bernie won, and a close second in New Hampshire, which Bernie also won. Also won. Uh, well, you know, Bill Clinton was the comeback kid just for getting second in New Hampshire, and that, you know, gave him momentum uh, going in the later contest. Pete got jack shit from it. Nothing. He's not finishing in the top yeah. three here. Nope. He's not finishing in the top five in South Carolina. Nope. I doubt it. Nope. And he's fucking, he is uh, uh, meeting the 15% threshold for delegates nowhere on they Super Tuesday. They blew it. 
blew it. They blew it. They blew yeah. their chance to stop Bernie because they could not actively coordinate because there is no Democratic Party. There's but just a million you... fucking grifters all working for their own benefit. And so they all just had their own ideas about how to do this, which meant they had no coordinated. It's like almost like socialized answers work better than uh, just like accepting like the wisdom of crowds to figure it out. But don't you just kind of wanted to see him keep going? I mean, not to win, but just to see him to try and talk to like a Hmong community. Oh, oh my God, I would love that. Yes. Just I would... every racist mayor Pete accent he can possibly I can't, manage. I can't, oh. It's a small world of Buttigieg. Can you wait? I can't, I need for him to make it to Ohio. And like break his hand punching a wall to show, <laughs> show, them, show them that he's down. Uh, Mayor Pete at, he... at a Somalian community in like Minnesota. No, these are all. This is all part of my Mayor Pete vision board. This is great. I love this. I can't wait for the New York primary where Mayor Pete has to come campaign among us. <laughs> in our, our podcast or gated community. Yeah. Mayor, Mayor, Pete, Mayor Pete's jeweling and he's wearing Adidas Heroes where you can see the nub of his cock. <laughs> <laughs> the podcaster uniform. Well, hey, hey, hey guys, uh, uh, let me be clear. Uh, uh, where I come from, Special K is a cereal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's bid, bid adieu to people to judge. Bye-bye, Pete. Bye-bye, Pete. I want to talk about... Pet, baby. I want to talk about one more uh, hater and loser, and that is, of course, Liz Warren. Oh, God. Okay. What a loser. This is, a, this is an article that was from today's New York Times. Today's New York Times. How Elizabeth Warren's camp is seeking to regain the spotlight. Ms. Warren's campaign <laughs> Ms. Warren's Aww. campaign and her allies convinced her message is being ignored. See a path forward. And they say writing her off would be a mistake. Okay, try to think for a second about how funny this is that Liz Warren's campaign is complaining that the media isn't giving her a fair shake or ignoring her message, i.e. no one's fucking voting for her. And then the New York fucking Times writes up an article based on this totally spurious premise after they fucking endorsed her for president. Sorry you're not getting they, media attention from the paper did, of however, record. like the New York Times does, make women share a byline. So. Yes. For, like, for like six fucking months last year, you couldn't go anywhere. It was before. She's got plans! Right, you couldn't go fucking anywhere without like seeing a video of Liz Warren just b- being like, "I'm a thought. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm nice with it. I have plans. I'm 100 percent have those plans. It's just <laughs> awful. Just oh, like God. This is the one thing I miss about God. I miss about Warren's decline is Felix's imitation of Warren trying to trying to appeal to millennials. It was the worst shit ever because her entire base is like. EHarmony.com moderators. <laughs> like, no, like, no one else, just that. Like, even when she was in the lead, it was that. But she would always try to, like, she would always try to break off, like, a, a slice of what Bernie or Pete had, even when she was leading. And her answer to it was, like, to hold town halls where she'd be like, I'm listening. And then the other thing would be to, like, sort of create, like, shitty viral videos where she's like, singing a Taylor Swift song, but it's about regulating Amazon or some shit. (laughs) It was one of the worst periods of media creation in human history. And it was saturated. You couldn't go anywhere if you were a consumer of political media without seeing it. And lo and behold, no one fucking bought it. 
And now, now their entire thing is Liz Warren is being erased for, for being a woman. And it's like... No, she posted cringe and we're all quietly <laughs> ignoring it. Yeah. Amy, like Amy Klobuchar, like an, who, another, another media creation. Yeah. But like she, like she actually didn't come in fucking, what did Warren come, end up coming in in uh, New Hampshire? Fourth, fourth place? Yeah. Fourth. No she, delegates. Zero no delegates. Zero delegates. Yeah. Amy Klobuchar at least kind of fucking performed. What yeah. did Liz Warren do? Earlier today, uh, Liz's supporters uh, made a trending topic. They made it go viral. Uh, oh, I have a quote about Where this, is yeah. Warren? Oh, okay. Because she was excluded from a poll. This is someone who, like, midsummer of last year, was atop the polls. Yes. Was That's arguably, what was about. arguably the front runner. And now she is, like, Tulsi tier of complaining. Uh, why, why am I not in this uh, poll here? Uh, it, How many it, like, times have they is, been like so and so rockets to second and, and refuse to admit Bernie? They refuse it, to it, say his name. They cannot no, say his name. Her campaign is regressing. This is a Benjamin Button ass campaign. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow she will put out a press release about her videos being demonetized on the Bernie app. <laughs> but that's because the 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 Warren base are essentially members of a. A credential cargo cult. What are they called? Where they worship uh, the, the fact, the idea that Warren is the most qualified. Say the name. Therefore, she should have a. PMC. It's called the PMS. It's called Matt. the PMC. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of a cargo cult that says the credentials are the only thing that matters. She should be president. Therefore, she will be president. And then when you're like, well, yeah, but she keeps losing. Well, they'll, we'll just complain to the manager until they change the rules. But there's no fucking manager. I'm sorry. Okay. I just want to read you this, this two graphs from this New York Times piece, okay? Supporters and allies are doing their part to generate excitement. New Hampshire be damned. <laughs> Good luck. Okay. All right. On Monday, which was... Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the show? On Monday, on Monday, which was President's Day, Ms. Warren's supporters helped make... Hashtag President Warren, a national trending topic on Twitter. Clap your hands together, well, if, if, that, if that won't do it, I don't know what will. If you believe in presidents named Elizabeth Warren, clap your hands. Listen to this. Organizations that are supporting Ms. Warren have blasted out emails with subject lines like, Warren the Warrior Wonk returns, and people oh. love it. Oh. <laughs> you guys, uh... I think I'm going to kill myself later. Does anyone want to join me? <laughs> the warrior wonk. Holy and fucking people, Felix, shit. And people love it. Yeah, I they love it, They can't get enough. Yeah, this is fire. Hit me not, with some more, Chief. Not even Carl Diggler ever called himself a warrior wonk. God damn it. I wish he was with us. He would have loved uh, this. Okay. You know, know, again, but the point, is, the point is, though, no, we don't even have to believe at the point anymore because it's, it's moot at this point. As we will get to in our second act, it's Bernie and Bloomberg right now. That's it. Yeah. Well, which side yeah. are you on? Which side are you on? It could not be more fucking clear. Yep. Warren is, uh, she is uh, bet everything on Nevada. And uh, yes, she was not going to finish in the top three here. And like, my only thought is, Liz, from where you're kneeling, it must seem like you were hit with an 18-carat run of bad luck. Truth is, game was rigged from the start. One last thing before we got to get our second act. So the other big news story this week regarded, was regarding the Pete Buttigieg campaign. And how should we say, 
allegations that his head of communications, Liz Smith, has been running a burner account where she... She 100% did that shit! Running a burner account where she pretended to be a Nigerian man who just really loved Pete Buttigieg. However, however, friends, similar to what they did in the Iowa caucus, they have done a mad scramble and with the help of the media have managed to... uh, uh, sort of um, gain for themselves the barest fig leaf of credibility. Just like, <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank, thank God that's over with. That was a scary uh, couple hours there. But <laughs> yeah, no, it really is this guy, <laughs> right? Yeah. So leaving that story aside, there is another wrinkle to the Liz Smith, Pete Buttigieg saga that not only we have discovered... But our own Felix Biederman has actually once again willed into creation. Yes. Lathe of heaven is open. Can I I just give you my perspective on this? So just for backstory, for the past, I I would say one day, about three or four weeks ago, Felix just started talking about Barstool constantly. Wouldn't stop. Barstool Sports. And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but it's one of those things it. where... I'm in it now with him. He infected me. Felix yeah, imports something like the coronavirus to this group, and now all we can think about is like, yeah, dude, I'm going to Barstool Blackout. <laughs> I, I don't know what any of the words it's, mean. It's kind of like Deadspin where they don't actually talk about sports, except it sucks. It's really bad. It's Bar- just it's dudes being pros. Yeah, Barstool is an organization of enthusiastic young men from Boston <laughs> who are about sports with an attitude. But they almost never actually talk about sports. They talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> they imagine, like, what it would be like hanging out with him. Yeah. It's, it's like, more about uh, holding hands with Tom Brady. <laughs> so you know the, uh, the, the terrorist organization, Patriots Nation. Uh, this is like the Dabiq for yeah. Patriots Nation. <laughs> yeah. So... Felix has not only uncovered this, this rich seam of, of scandal in the political world, he actually willed it into creation. And that yes. is, not only has Liz Smith been running a network of like bizarre fucking like fictional characters who all support and love Pete Buttigieg, she's also... Bar, she's a barstool baddie. She's a stoolie. <laughs> she's, she's a stoolie, baby. Liz Smith Fuck is associated stoolie. with something even shadier than Russian botnets, Nigerian <laughs> scammers, Roger Stone, Elliot Spitzer, all of that pales in comparison to her bizarre connection to the world of barstool sports. I know like all of us are individually operating our own lad of heaven, but Felix, you've outdone yourself this time. Yeah. It's okay, so I can explain myself. Um, in retrospect, <laughs> it kind of makes sense that Liz Smith would be a stoolie, right? Yeah. Are they actually called that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, but yeah. it just sounds like feces. Well, I mean, like, you, people who are ignorant of the culture of Boston can is, say things do, like do, that. Like, yeah. Do they call their posts stoolie samples? Like, what the fuck is, like... Ugh. I see that you... you now you made it gross. Yeah, I see that it, you... It's I, gross! No, we were I just having that, fun. I see that you have, like... <laughs> we were just having fun at Barstool Nation. I'm sorry. You're there now. You're now there you've with made me, it and gross. you can't escape it. You've made it gross. I see you have no interest in traveling to Boston to learn their ways. <laughs> but uh, it makes sense that Liz Smith is a stoolie because she's a sports fan. She's, like, more or less, like, a Republican woman in her mid-30s. Like, that's, like... The Barstool women's demographic. But the enthusiasm with which she engages her Barstool fandom, that is the thing I created with my mind. 
<laughs> it was so uncanny, though, that it makes me feel like that we are only weeks or months away from Hope Hicks joining the UFC. <laughs> like, so that would be another uh, Felix, like, vision quest. As, as long as she was never harmed. Felix, we'd like to share some examples from this dark universe All right, that you have so, spawned into being. Yeah, so oh, for, for, if, we, uh, if we can roll the first one up. Okay, yeah. So if you remember, if you remember uh, Liz Smith, Liz Smith was the, she ran the campaign of Martin O'Malley. Wait, did she? Yes, she did. Yes, yes. Oh, Martin O'Malley, yeah, I hear a lot of cheers. He finished in a very strong third place in the 2016 Democratic primary. A lot of Martin O'Malley. A lot Kick of, the shit out of Lincoln Chafee. He destroyed Lincoln Chafee. Bye-bye, Jim Webb. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, he destroyed Jim Webb. Um, like, I see a lot of you guys are also O'Malley or Bust, like me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, O'Malley, I don't think, ever pulled above the margin of error, really. But he got to be all over the shows because Liz Smith's, like, her, her weird Terminator-like talent is getting people on shows. But here's a video of Martin O'Malley just vibing. But with friend of the show, this is not, not joke friend of the show, actual friend of the show, PFT commentator, yes. who is a barstool. Barstool uh, hosts one of the, pardon my take, a flagship, a flagship enterprise of barstool. So let's roll that, let's roll that, please. This is vibes here. I'm Wow. Oh God, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see those fucking lighters in the uh, air. I would, like to, I would like to hear the rest of the song, please. <laughs> I was vibing hard. First of all, she Real took hard. the video that way and uh, decided to just go with it like that. Yeah, she was like, fuck it. That, kiss shit. I need to get that vibe released. I've got blue vibes. <laughs> well, that is, yeah, this is, this is something you'll realize about Liz Smith that I admire She's a about pro. She's, she's chaotic. That's what makes her a stoolie. She, you, you won't see, like, the hyper poly, you, you remember the Kamala campaign that would all just release, like, hyper-produced videos of Kamala dancing and, like, you know, Ian Sam's burning his hands trying to make grilled cheese. <laughs> all, you know, all the hits from that campaign. They were shot in, like, flawless 1080p, 60 frames per second, perfectly framed and edited. This is just, like, she filmed this on a fucking Zune, and it's sideways. You know what? That's the thing. Liz Smith, she's world star. Yeah, chaotic queen. She's fucking chaotic world star. Chaotic queen. But this PFT commenter was tagged in this post. I believe she alluded to the fact that he was in the room, which... It does open a troubling door that we must unlock. What is the... How are they working together? Is Liz Smith and Pete Buttigieg and Martin O'Malley, are they in collaboration with Barstool? We're waiting for Seymour Hirsch to write about this in the London Review of Books. But uh, if we can have our next piece of... Uh, our next exhibit... This is going to be like the CIA ramparts conspiracy yeah. all over again. I will be shot in the back of the head after this. And they'll call it suicide... But, okay, I don't know if you remember the 17th man to run in the 2016 GOP primary. I am not sure what Liz Smith did for Ed Gillespie besides record this video, but let's roll that video. Great to be here. Hey, Ed, what are Saturday mornings for? Saturday mornings are for the doors. All right, Saturday morning <laughs> for the doors. Get out knocking for Ed. Let's get him over the finish line. That's right. And the whole ticket. Loser. Okay. okay. Yeah. I just want to make one of this. Is that... 
This basically just underscores the, what Liz Smith is, which is a Republican yes. woman. And, yes. and you know what? Like about the Nigerian burner account, the single piece of evidence that was like most bulletproof for why it was Liz Smith is that the avi for that account was a scene from Curb Your Enthusiasm in which Larry David is being propositioned by a hot Republican woman, and the subtitle says, Yes, Larry, I'm a Republican. And that is like a crystal clear vision of exactly who Liz Smith thinks yes. of herself as. The funny, cool, sexy Republican She's lady the sexy from Republican. Curb Your Enthusiasm, yes. the producer's season. Yes. Or from uh, West Wing. Like, she's Ainsley Haynes. Ainsley Haynes, exactly. She thinks she is Ainsley Haynes. But well, I, here's the weird thing, though. And, and, and it, we've moved so far away from the reality of this situation because it's such a deranged story. Why would it matter if there was an insane Nigerian man that liked Pete Buttigieg? Why would she think that is a feather in her cap? I you actually understand why. You know anything about the politics of Nigeria? It I, is a crazy place. I, I actually think I know why she liked it. I don't think it was about propagandizing anything. I think it was a self-soothing mechanism. Like you post, and people are mean, and then there's a hand that says, hey, it's okay, you're doing good. And sure, it's you, but maybe you forgot that because the intern did it that night. She's her own Nigerian scammer? Yes. It's like, it's the stranger. She put her hand, you know, sat on her hand <laughs> until it went... Asleep, and it felt like it was somebody else. <laughs> that was the point. Oh God! Right, let's go to. Oh, PMC women are so unhappy. All right, let's. I, let's I go... actually don't believe. Okay, do you think someone who goes to barstool blackout is unhappy? Oh God! What's Stop. the problem? All right, what's the problem? We need, we need our last piece of evidence here, and then we gotta we gotta get yeah. to our intermission. Grit week. Grit week. Grit week. Now, grit week owns. We're here. Grit week. On the hits up, we pitch up a hitchhiker who won't get off her phone. What the hell? When I saw this Wait, video. Is that oh, her? That's yeah, her. That's her. When I saw this fucking video, Liz Smith on the fucking Barstool Venga bus, I was like, what the fuck did you do, Felix? Also, can you imagine, as the girl in a group of men, if you asked me to sit down in the middle what I would do to all of you. Well, that, that, is, that is why you will never be invited to go with us to Barstool Rough and Rowdy. It's true. Yeah, you'd be cool. If you were cool, you could come I've to Barstool Rough and Rowdy. Guy's jawline, all of you would be the girl in this van situation. No, we'd be cool, good dudes. No, yeah, I would, I would, I would, rowdy. I think try I would. Try this, uh, try this. I don't consider that. Right. Yeah, yeah right. yes, sir. Rough and rowdy, bro. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not completely convinced, but I'm willing so to accept the possibility. So I like. I think I've figured out like Liz Smith Barstool connection beyond just me creating it with my mind. <laughs> and so I read. I read a profile of her the other week that started with her walking into the room and she was on the phone and she was going, "Are you fucking me? Make sure that you're not fucking me." Like. Basically, like, if you wrote an embarrassing made-for-TV movie about politics called, like, The Vote. Like, is she, there's probably no one on the phone. She just wanted the reporter to hear her sounding cool. But she's, like, dedicated her life to, like, the Independent Democratic Council. In New, or, if you don't know about yeah. that in New York, it's basically a, a caucus of independent Democrats that, despite people voting for the Democrats, held control of our state Senate in Republican hands for probably... 
six or seven yeah. years or something like that. Yeah, she's a very, like... It was in, her who did that. She worked her, for yeah, them. In her career, she's been a very mercenary person. Like, there's no real, like, ideological consistency. There's just, like, this weird pride in her ability to, like, get candidates on TV shows, which is, like, okay, cool. But I do believe that her lomming onto bar school is, like, a way for her to be, like, yeah, my life's fun. I'm the crazy person in politics. I'm the fun girl. Yeah. Oh, no, she really, really leans on that she's the fun chick. It's the same thing former Illinois Governor Bruce Rauner. Also the fun girl. He was, he, he, uh, he was a, like, boring guy who made a ton of money just doing Illinois business bullshit and then accidentally became governor. And what did he do but start riding a motorcycle? Why? Because he was like, oh, I've, like, wasted my life. <laughs> You see this all with everyone involved in politics. They all have, like, a stupid thing that they do where they're like, no, actually, I have tons of human affect. But the, the, but, the, the who's fucking me thing is just so, like, straight from, from an episode, though. Yeah, this like, one's she's, crazy. She's, she's imitating a West Wing character when really she spends her life being dunked on by guys who don't wipe. <laughs> okay. That concludes the Barstool Liz Smith saga. We're going to take a break. Get a drink, but please, please stay tuned for our intermission Watch act. this. Which is really going to be something pretty <laughs> special. You're going to see vaudeville ass shit. Yeah. Hurry back. Okay. We will see you guys in our second act, where I, which I, in which I promise we are going to a very dark place as it regards former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Let's keep it going for Kyle Peterson, man of many talents. Holy shit, we are fucked now because we just showed you someone with actual talent. Yeah, that's no good. No, no, no. The the bullshit we fart up out here, that's real talent. Not where you juggle swords. (laughs) It's definitely sitting here and just getting drunk and farting out of your mouth. (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Bye. Um, No. We will not leave you like that. And in fact, we are going to kick things into the next gear by bringing out our good friend, host of Come Town Podcast, making hit the hometown hero, making his Las Vegas stage debut, Adam Friedland! Adam Friedland in the house. Adam Friedland in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a bug problem. We've got a bug problem in Las Vegas. <laughs> Hi. Hello. I just want to say I haven't actually made my official endorsement, but in the spirit of the New York Times endorsement, uh, where you can endorse two people, I'm endorsing Bernie and Bloomberg. Because um, I think either way, uh, and Felix knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't we you win, all right? Tells I win, heads you lose. An agreement come upon in a Prague cemetery. Yeah. Actually, um, it's really uh, intense for me to be here right now. Because uh, the last time I was here, I cried. <laughs> I, said, I went to see Animal Collective. I didn't cry from the music. I didn't cry from the music. When I was 19, I wanted to win this girl back. 
and I asked her on a date to Animal Collective, and then uh, picked her up at her place, and uh, she was with a date. <laughs> Like, like, I needed a fucking ride. <laughs> and I, gave, I, gave, I just took her on a date with another guy, and then I threw up, and, I, and then I cried. So this is really intense for me <laughs> to be back here. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah! Vegas strong, baby! Vegas, baby! Let's hear for those cr- the lunatics at the top up there. Let's hear Let's make some noise. You guys are fucking... The real sickos. The lunatics up there. The people who... <laughs> Look at things a little bit askew. Damn, they let the insane asylum out up there. Look, I love you guys. <laughs> Damn, somebody order some straight jackets. You're a local boy, though. Yeah. yeah. Hometown hero, Adam yeah. Friedland. I'm actually... You can I'm, tell by the hat he's wearing. Yeah, we love locals, baby. Stations, casinos, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm actually in town for my mother's birthday this week, but I'm happy we could link and build. <laughs> and I just want to say happy birthday to my mom. Shout out yeah. to my mom. Yay. Love of my life. Lo- absolute love of my life. They the are most like beautiful, that. The most beautiful woman from, the, the, from whence I came. <clears throat> okay. What are we talking about, Bloomberg? <laughs> you want me to be this is- anti-Semitic, right? <laughs> They, put, they brought me on because they know my work from uh, my comedy career where I, uh, I'm a capo. I do, I do self-hating Jewish comedy. It's capo trap house. Capo <laughs> trap house. Yes, there we go. That's yeah, the wordplay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yes. What's up? What's up? Yo, yeah. yo I bet you uh, Bloomberg... I bet you Bloomberg uh, couldn't even get laid at uh, Little St. James Island, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he was there networking. <laughs> he was there to link and build, dude. <laughs> it, is a, it is a privilege to uh, share the stage with Adam Friedland making his hometown debut. Thanks for tonight. having me. So, my, my boy. As I, as I mentioned in the first act. That's right, dude. My dad's <laughs> coming out at the end. All right. As I referenced in the first half of this show, we're bringing, we're bringing Adam on here because we're, we're shifting our focus. Because, by all accounts, it's Bernie and Bloomberg now. It's, mm-hmm. That's right? it. That's it. He is, he is cut. Everyone and, before him has fallen. And, like, right now we are in kind of like a uncharted waters for our dying democracy. And by that I mean, like, will it be fully old yellered? Or, like, we get an EKG, like, a fucking, like, EKG, like... Because the thing that is hard to get your head around is that this, what Bloomberg is doing has never happened before in American history. No one has ever spent this much money themselves to elect themselves president. It is unprecedented. So we don't know what the effect is. So far, it's just poll numbers. We have no idea how it actually affects voters. We've never seen a campaign this well-funded and this, frankly, efficient and we're at hearing navigating all these the, stories. The, the communications environment. And we're hearing all these stories of people who say, like, ah, oh, I didn't like Bloomberg, but then I heard Obama endorsed him. And the reason they believe that is because Bloomberg is spending hundreds of millions of dollars on ads that basically yep. imply without stating out directly that Bloomberg was endorsed by Obama. Though, hang on a sec, Will. This is a late-breaking story. Will I was talking. saw this backstage. It might not be Bernie versus Bloomberg. Uh, this is from Axios, the headline. 
Sign of the Times, a pro-Warren super PAC. And just, I'll just read you the first paragraph. A group of women progressives who back Senator Elizabeth Warren has formed Persist PAC, a super PAC airing pro-Warren ads starting Wednesday in an effort to boost her performance ahead of Saturday's crucial Nevada caucuses. Oh, my tummy hurts. Do we have any names for uh, ovarian cyst PAC? Uh, Do we know anyone who's on this? We do. We do, actually. Uh, Persist PAC's board includes four women in progressive politics who have worked in the labor, civil liberties, and reproductive rights movements. Uh, Denise Feriazzi, Christine Kippins, Karen Johansson, and Kim Rogers. Christine Kittens? A lot of K's there. Christine Kittens? (laughs) That's adorable. And uh, Axios does these cute little things. Flashback. Warren told her rivals during the February 7th Democratic presidential debate in New Hampshire that everyone on this stage except Amy and me is either a billionaire or is receiving help from PACs that can do unlimited spending. And if the others meant what they said about wanting to reduce unlimited spending and special interests, they should put your money where your mouth is and say no to the PACs. Wow. Okay. God, it's hard to be right about everything all the time. <laughs> Literally everyone else in 2019, like, I don't know, Warren, maybe. I don't know, it's maybe. Exhausting. And we were like, nope, nope, um, nope. I don't know, maybe. Nope, nope, no, I don't know. Nope, nope, nope. We were right. 100%. Um, I, uh, I have something for this one. Go. I've got that loud pack. Ooh. Oh. No, stop it. Don't say that. Don't say that. No. You don't like that, dude? No, it was good. I think it was good. I thought that was pretty sick. Thank you. I don't like that. So, regardless of persist pack, I'm going to be operating on the assumption here that, I mean, don't you, like we'll see at the debate tomorrow night, but if you're... Klobuchar, Biden, Buttigieg, Warren. Doesn't it fucking piss you off that a Republican just bought his way into like more popularity than you've ever had a he sniff just made, at? He yeah. made a shambles of your entire life's work. Like you, these people spent their entire lives assimilating the value system of a political, you know, maneuvering and being like, "This is what it takes to get stuff done. This is what it takes to be successful in politics." They follow the rules. This is the rules. This is what it takes. This is the intelligence it takes. And this rich asshole who got a billion, who became a multi-billionaire because he created cocaine uh, Atari terminals for rich morons in the 80s is able to just wander in with an unlimited checkbook and say, I'm just going to buy my way in front of all of you people. They're all going to get fucking pissed. Uh, Apple Care told me I would be winning the New Hampshire primary. No, I believe they're going to go ham on that little dude. I, that little nugget is going to get chewed up. I mean, what does it say about the modern Democratic Party, though, that a fucking, a guy who held office as a Republican <laughs> can just, like, parachute in and then lap the, a former fucking vice president, a guy who was Obama's VP? What the fuck? Well, to, the, to that I point, mean, it's, though. I it's, it's, hate to put it this way, but it's good. It means... It's clarifying. Things are not written in stone. Yes. It's clarifying. If someone who, like, had instructions on the Lolita Express that you have to put on your oxygen mask before putting on his... (laughs) Can't... I mean, like, this this is insane. It's disruptive. It means not everything is laid out. It means they haven't made a decision. It means things are still contested. 
Yes, I've seen. because they suck and they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're bad at things. They're getting owned because I've... they're like decadent, you know, like fucking uh, Persian satraps sitting there eating <laughs> eating gr- uh, 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 fucking grapes. Like, oh, oh, and it's delightful here out in the provinces enjoying my grapes. And then the fucking Turkic warlords come in and cut your fucking head off. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it, Matt. Okay. I've, seen, okay. I've seen that Obama Bloomberg ad, and yeah, it is very, very persuasive. And yes, is explicitly suggesting that mm-hmm. Obama has endorsed Bloomberg, where you would think maybe President Obama might want to go on TV and say, no, I don't endorse that guy. He's a fucking Republican. Maybe? Well, it's almost like he doesn't to- give a shit. To the point, though, about Bloomberg ads, there was an ad that ran, it was, a, I guess, an online ad, I'm sure many of you saw it this week, where Bloomberg is trying his hand at the Bernie bro narrative. It's, mm. it's completely failed. It was good. It's completely failed and ate shit for everyone else who's tried it thus far. Mm-hmm. But let's see what happens when you have $100 billion. Here's the thing. The ad takes, like, clips of, like, random people's Twitters that are just like, hey, uh, eat shit. Fuck you. (laughs) And they're like, this has to stop. (laughs) Somebody put an end to this. (laughs) Bernie must disavow his toxic followers. (laughs) This will be a theme in a second. But But what I love so much about, like, Democrat brain is that they spent four fucking years darkly intoning that, ah... Bernie Sanders has never been vetted. Just wait until all the real dirt comes out on him. And then, like, yeah, two, like a week before New Hampshire, they're like, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Uh, how about the guy with 64 open sexual harassment lawsuits against him? Like, how about that? Uh, Let's go with you, that guy. Can you get me the guy who needed a high chair to sit in the Lolita Express? <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure Mayor Bloomberg and, like, uh, every single politician and person in the media that he's bought off would have you believe that Bernie Sanders needs to condemn any individual in America who, I don't know, brings up Mayor Bloomberg's history as mayor of New York City where he ran an explicitly racist police state for 12 fucking years. Mm-hmm. If you bring that up, of course, you must be disowned for your toxicity. You're doing bodies and spaces. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, to be but, honest, like, again, we said this before, but, like, Trump isn't really a fascist. He's not competent enough. <laughs> yeah. Bloomberg would have tanks in the fucking streets. Yes. Yeah. He fucking did, practically. And, and, he and, and, loves and, them. And the tanks would also deliver seamless on the side to be as efficient <laughs> as possible. <laughs> but you couldn't order soda that wasn't diet. Oh, no, 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 no. So, you, Bloomberg, you don't get any sodas, you stupid pigs. What are you drinking all that soda for? So, so, to this point about disavowing toxic supporters and associations, let's look into that as it regards one Michael Bloomberg. (laughs) Who shall be condemned for their associations? Is it Michael Bloomberg or Bernie Sanders? Let's put up that first slide. Oh, what do we have here? Oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? What do we have here? Wait, wait, what's wait, up? wait, hold on a second. David Blaine, dude. What a fucking trifecta. David Blaine, no. David Blaine, dude. No, not a hometown hero. 
David Blaine from the Pussy Posse, guys. <laughs> what a fucking trifecta this is. David Blaine, Tony Blair, and Mike Bloomberg. Dude. Wait, I just want to point out real quick. Look how many fucking contacts he has for Bloomberg Mad versus the other contact. two. This is perfect. It's the perfect, like, super structural trifecta. <laughs> it's fucking entertainment, politics, and finance. Just, just imagine, Hangover 5, <laughs> David Blaine, Tony Blair, Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> See, the thing is, I, what I like about the idea of Trump and Bloomberg facing off is it would be a real choice. Do you want to vote for somebody who is in Epstein's Black Book or someone who's in Epstein's Flight Logs? Guys, I don't know about this. Isn't this doxing? <laughs> okay. This is so sad, though. David Blaine's going to be in so much trouble. Musicians aren't supposed to reveal their secrets. <laughs> <laughs> the, only good music- the only good magician is Doug Henning. Mm-hmm. Oh Real that? heads remember. What the fuck? What, what the yeah. fuck is that? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Twice the show, once the show. My man over there is going nuts for Henning. Matt yeah. makes a joke that He's only people off. over 75 get. In that <laughs> oh, one the famous it. escape artist from the Spanish-American War. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, like, yeah, Matt's adolescence was, like, following magicians on tour like the Grateful Dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh... <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Let's go to that next slide. Let's Vegas. go to that next slide of Bloomberg. Oh, who is it? Look who it is. Wow. Oh shit. Folks. Oh shit. Folks. Yeah, okay, okay. She's got the right idea. Take take a photo of this right now. Save it on your phone. It, it, it will be useful in the weeks to come. Trust me. Yeah, because like you're gonna wake up tomorrow and it's gonna be gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have trouble finding this. He's got enough money to scrub this shit off the internet. What in case you want to masturbate later? <laughs> She's so she is hot, a 10 out of 10 dude. smoke show of the week. What I love so much She's about this... is a smoke show, dude. Seriously. She is. <laughs> She's Lane's a smoke show. I'm sorry. Uh, actually, uh, El Presidente Dave Port and I would never condone the activities of Kelly Maxwell. Oh. <laughs> so we, we have credentials for the debate tomorrow? We have credentials? <laughs> And spoiler alert, but if, if we're in the spin room with Bloomberg, I'm going to ask him, do you consider Ghislaine Maxwell a 10 out of 10 smoke show of the week? He has, we'll by the way, goes. just guaranteed that he will not get in that room. <laughs> yeah. I have a very funny idea for a bit tomorrow, but it's contingent on whether we can get a duffel bag full of rat traps in there. <laughs> or a mongoose. <laughs> what I love so much about this photo is that uh, not only that it's one of many... Featuring Mike yes. Bloomberg standing next to, I don't know, the number two person in an international sex trafficking and blackmail conspiracy? Basically. But also, it just underscores how fucking short he is. Dude. Look at that. Five, yeah. four, Look at fucking five, four at best. At best, five, four. I will say, though. Short king, dude, for real, though. <laughs> she has good bangs. Good bangs. I yeah, think yeah, she's yeah, a snack. I'll say it. Ghislaine Ghislaine did, you know, like, she had a mental breakdown, cut her own bangs, but she did a good job. (laughs) I mean, look, credit where credit is due. Yeah. Okay. Third. I think she's nice with it. Third. She she trafficked children and stole their passports. Third slide here of Bloomberg's toxic supporters and associates. 
Oh, you may not recognize him, but on the far right, that's Les Wexner. Oh, right. And right wow. next to him is Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, oh, you Bill, idiot. Bill. That's Orville Redbacher. You see, you see that? That is that is the admins of the I Fucking Love Science Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, no, if you guys don't know, Les Wexner was like the, uh, the seed funder of the Epstein Network. Yeah. Epstein's mansion in New York was basically given to him by Wexner. Yes. Yeah. Okay, he's, this he's photo, the background to this photo is that's, that's Wexner on the far right. This is at Wexner's private pony horse farm. Normal. This is a private... A normal thing you do. <laughs> yep. This is a private horse trading event. Not a euphemism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a private party attended by Michael Bloomberg and Les Wexner, the guy who for some reason gave Jeffrey Epstein's hedge fund, uh, I don't know, a billion dollars in power of attorney for yep. some strange reason. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> for no reason. He had no re- track record. He well, never managed anyone's money before. <laughs> Why some, would that happen? Uh, sometimes you just vibe with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Amber, is the Archer character based on him? <laughs> As I, the name's the same. Uh, right. You know what? There's something to it. Here's one more fact about Michael Bloomberg that I think even Matt may not know. Ooh. But this is true. Yeah, he's well, Jewish. What does to do with the Ottoman Empire? <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right, I withdraw my recommendation. <laughs> Michael Bloomberg is literally an honorary knight commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire. Ha! Uh, folks, what if you listen that? to our show, uh, I don't have to spell out what uh, yeah. we're talking about. He's yet. a pleat nonce. Okay, no, I said, I, I said we weren't going to spell it out, Matt. I'll spell it out. N-O-N-C-E. I had to so, think about it, but he spelled it right. Yes. Once again, once again. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lead you out some fishing line here, but we are gonna we are gonna reel you back in. But just to wrap this up by way of saying, in March 2009, Michael Bloomberg said, I'm quoting the New York Times here, the former New York City mayor who joined the Democratic Party last year to crusade against President Trump announced he would not seek the White House himself in 2020, discarding plans to mount a maverick campaign that would have tested the party's openness to a wealthy centrist with a chameleon-like approach to partisan politics. That was in March of last year. What happened in August of last year? Well, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, and all of his secrets died with him. In October of last year... Bloomberg said he's running for president. You can, you know, it's an easy, is it? Well, okay, okay. Well, like, maybe it's one of those things where it's like before, like, he knew his friend was depressed. And like, in his suicide note, he was like, yo, we had some great times together. I just can't do this anymore. But you need to save this country. I love you. And then he like, he knew he had to run for president. He was doing it for his homie. So, with Bloomberg... Thus far, he has now disclosed something like spending $400 million in broadcast, radio, and cable ads, $42 million in Facebook ads, and $36 million in Google ads. And we don't even know how much money he spent on staff, research, data, polling. Like we said, this is unprecedented. But the entertaining part is that it is truly revealing. Oh, yes. About the moment we live in and who's on your side and who isn't. And more than anything else, 
at least in, by my opinion, it has truly revealed once and for all how fucking phony and shallow all of this woke fucking scolding yep. was from the beginning. At least, I don't know if it'll make a difference, but at least it's all out in the fucking open now. Yeah. Draw them out. These, these people could never tell you a fucking thing before, and I hope you didn't let them, but they especially can't now. Yeah, they, they especially spent, can't they even They spent fucking four years diet. saying, you know, Bernie, we, she could be president, but I don't know if his analysis is intersectional enough. And then fucking Bloomberg shows up and he's like, yes, people should be cataloged by blood type and put into different work camps based on their cognitive, you know, projected capacity. And they're like, uh, he's actually a slay king. They actually just tried to you dig up something. You never believed in anything. They actually just tried to dig up something damning about Bernie from when he was pro-gay in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he basically did the Bernie thing because he plays the hits and he, he said something like, look, it doesn't matter if you are gay or straight. I think the most important thing is whether or not you have a job that pays you enough to live a good life. And people are like, that's not, that's not intersectional. There what is if, no intersectionality here there, at all. What if there was a, you know, a database of people of certain blood types? I, like, yeah. No, I don't care if someone is gay or straight. I think everyone has an equal right to go into the deli of their choice and get a soup that is warm, that is warm. not room not temperature. Not hot. That is not room temperature. And if it you should, should not be too hot. To, it, it should not be room, hot enough to burn your mouth. <laughs> but it must be warmer than room temperature. No, and if that is room temperature, you will send it back. It does not matter if you are gay or straight. But after four, the pastries are half price from the morning. So if you wait all day in the deli, if you loiter for eight hours and wait until 4 p.m., you start queuing up around 3.55. Bernie Sanders are half off. Bernard Sanders will make the world Zabars. Oh, we just got some Zabar's heads in the crowd? All right. Some Zabar's heads. Excellent. Excellent. It does not matter if you are gay or straight, but this coupon represents a promise from your firm (laughs) to the customer, okay? (laughs) I don't care if it's expired. I don't care if it's eight years expired. You made the customer a promise. Can we just, can we get get a little more anti-Semitic here now that we're here? Uh, That's what I'm here for, no? I, I I, I have to say, Americans have become so Protestant that we've forgotten how to complain. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's someone still there who remembers, who remembers that they have a right, that they, that they were made a promise. And maybe it's represented a coupon. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's in, in the a bill. A social price. coupon, maybe if you that, will. Maybe that. But maybe, you know, the punchline to all of these things has a true moral center to it. I think that's unassailable, ladies and gentlemen. May I shrug tell moodically? We, Amber rests her case for all of us. I, re- I got, I got I'm just say. saying. I'm just saying. I got to say, um, I, I, they brought, the boys invited me on to do some zingers about Bloomberg. But um, right before the show, he donated $2 million to my nonprofit, which is uh, to try to find uh, boyfriends w- for girls with borderline personalities. <laughs> uh, and also, it, it's also to bring back hitting, hitting your kids. Um, it's like a two different... I'm trying to bring... 
So he donated. I mean, I don't even know he knew I existed or was doing the show tonight, but I think he's a pretty chill guy. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, no, yeah, I mean, I was uh, approached by the Bloomberg Foundation for my charity, uh, Penises Without Condoms. <laughs> Anti-condom awareness group. Just as an aside, I met someone last night who told me that he only jerks off into condoms. Crazy, right? <laughs> what? That's insane. With Tom Sire? Wait, you met Tom Sire too? Wait, you talked to Tom Sire as well? Yeah, Tom Sire. We had a friend. We had a friend in seventh grade. Just we had a friend in seventh grade who, like, one of our friends went to his house and like opened up a drawer in his room, like in his desk, and it was just a pile of condoms that he came into. Oh. Anyway, well, d- that man's name was Michael Bloomberg. Just circling it back. Just okay. Circling that it back. name okay. was Michael Hold Bloomberg. <laughs> okay. Albert okay. Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I forgot what show this okay. was. <laughs> I can't breathe. So, Las Vegas, House of Blues... Has it gotten dark enough for you yet? Nah, not, not no? dark enough. Yeah, right. All right. right. Way darker, in my opinion. Okay. Well. Oh, hell yeah. no. I was trying to, I tried to find some drip for this show. Let's fucking oh, go. Oh, there we go. 2008, dead stock. Hillary for president. <laughs> Look at this nasty <laughs> yeah. woman. Obama's a Muslim. <laughs> we have a nasty woman on stage. Sorry. For the listener at home, I'm wearing a 2008 Hillary Clinton for, uh, for president. She lost. She lost. No matter how racist she tried to be. Yeah. She's a loser, folks. She's a loser. <laughs> Bye-bye, honey. You're a loser. You'll always be a loser. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. It's, okay. My, it's my mom's shirt, by the way. I got <laughs> happy, birth, happy birthday. Happy sure birthday to her. Sure like a small boat. Happy birthday. In the ocean. Okay. <laughs> so like I said, are you guys ready to go to a very... Let's get dark. A very disturbing place. Let's okay, do it. Th- I, the, next video, the next video clip will... Get your mind vibrating on the right frequency, which is bad. All bad. Roll it. I'll tell you where I'm going. Matt going uh, George C. Scott yeah, in hardcore that is not mode. to be viewed. Okay. Every, every Epstein Island, Epstein's Island looks pretty chill to me. I don't know. <laughs> they do plays? <laughs> I, so, so I got to say, Greta Gerwig's Little Women, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the whole country behave. Yeah. I'm sorry, but just Trump is so much cooler than him. <laughs> oh, it's not a contest. 
He's he, funny, he, at least. He, he is the drag. <laughs> Him and Giuliani did drag. Yeah, that's... And it was fine. Everybody thought it was cool. But then fucking Bloomberg does this, and you just want to die. <laughs> yeah. He's so embarrassing. It's. I mean, I, I don't want him to win, but... Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, if I was, like, if I was Trump's people, I would just, like, run... Uh, my only ad would be, like, it's clips of Trump staring directly into the sun... <laughs> Trump driving this stupid presidential limo around the racetrack. I'm so happy. Yeah, Trump playing with the truck set to Van Halen Panama. <laughs> and then, like, interspersed with clips of Michael Bloomberg, like, the, every bizarre clip of him that exists for some reason, like, shaking hands with a man in a menorah costume <laughs> while, while frowning. Uh, whatever the fuck that was. Okay. Listen, I, I didn't like the, the child detention camps. But when he was at the Easter egg roll and the little boy gave him a MAGA hat and he signed it and then he threw it out back. He was like, ah, that's just that comedy so gold. That's you very funny. You heard the kid. You got a little shit. The kid goes, no. <laughs> it's so oh, good. I want my hat. No. Like my, uh, yeah. Every Michael Bloomberg clip, on the other hand, is just like, it's like something somebody made to make fun of Jews. I was just like a, a few notes about that clip. Besides how uh, it's like it's like a David Lynch movie. It's like the scene in Eraserhead where the woman's like in heaven, everything is fine. But it's like a you know a a wannabe the actual no Eraserhead like the little mutant baby was cuter than Bloomberg. No, I'm talking about the woman in the radiator with the big cheeks. Right. Okay. Okay. The way he delivers his line. I know where I'm going. And then, and then he opens, I don't know if you noticed that, he opens an umbrella of which every panel is either the Mets, Yankees, or NYPD. Dynasty, baby. <laughs> and then he says... Hell yeah, dude. And then he says, I'll go to New Hampshire and Iowa. Well, actually, he didn't. He didn't go. He didn't, no, go. He didn't go there. And then he says... I'll make the whole country behave. Jesus fucking Christ! That's, um, a, that's, a, that's a winning message. A 5-4 five, <laughs> five, man who's cartoonishly greedy and a sex maniac who just walks around going like acting like that, just saying, I'll make sure you don't touch soda. That's a winning campaign. What a fucking landslide loser. Numbers. Just be rich. Like, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. be a rich guy. You can do anything you want. You just have to feel like you want to run for president and annoy everyone. Yeah. You Trump wouldn't have to least... be the tattler in chief. You could just I don't know, he doesn't seem to enjoy things though, he, right? He could he could literally with the money that he spent on this, he could buy a fucking island, populate it with like guys well. from Ohio and and <laughs> and like just knock soda out of their hands. <laughs> he, That's what he really wants. He's paying random posters. I was going to call it Rock'em Menachem Robots, but that's all true. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Amber, that's good. That's very good. He's paying random people just 200 bucks to tweet things like, I think Michael Bloomberg has the leadership for these uncertain times. It's like you could be paying strangers 200 bucks to post... I, I shitted out my doo-doo ass. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, you could, like, Michael Bloomberg has a 12-inch cock. That would be a better use of that money. He's a pleasureless person yeah. is what we're saying. Yeah. Like, to get it out there that he has, like, a Milton Berle-sized penis. Michael Bloomberg could have saved Prospector's account, yet he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and when was the last time we had a totally anhedonic president? Okay. Uh, that's a good question. I have, Carter? 
No, Carter. Carter. No, Carter, no, like, Carter. Carter was no. not in it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. He no. loved this. This is gonna be another twenty minutes. Power. All right, all right. We'll discuss this. Coolidge. We'll yeah. discuss it after the show. We'll discuss this backstage. We will discuss it backstage. Coolidge. Oh, we will. That's right. Yes. Real quick, though, I must credit Jack Allison of Struggle Session for finding that fucking video, which is honestly one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Who are those people in that play? Where did he find them? No, what it is is... No, that's part of a... Like, Jack found a bunch of these. What it was was, while he was mayor, there was some fundraiser for some bullshit where the thing you would pay to watch was a review of all of the big Broadway shows that were on that night with their casts and Bloomberg there, too. So that was My Fair Lady. There's a thing from, uh, like, the producers or whatever. Like, everything that was big at Broadway, or their How to Succeed Business, he is awfully and awkwardly inserted into. Is zero charisma, disgusting, this bummer, reptile man vibe, killing everything you might even consider human joy. Okay. No, I just assumed that was the speaking, only furlough you could get from Bedford Hills. Speaking of killing human beings... Let's go to this next clip of Bloomberg talking. Now let's talk about intelligent cuts rather than the sequestering thing which would devastate defense. There is a ways to slowly decrease the benefits or raise the eligibility age for Medicare and for Social Security. There's a ways to have more copay on Medicaid, which will do two things. One, the go off, King. service will pay a little more, but two, they'll, be, they'll think twice before they use services. Oh, you'll think twice before you use services, you little piggies! How dare you use services! How dare you prevent yourself from dying, you disgusting little piglets! The only... That's the, thi- that's the thing. Bloomberg would not be an anodonic president because there's one thing. There's one reason that guy hasn't fucking killed himself. He likes, to, he likes it when people experience pain because of him. It's the only He's thing that fucking animates it's his him. only pleasure. He's a He's fucking sadist. sadist. A pure sadist. Yeah. <laughs> that is the only reason he would want to be fucking president. Yes. So no, he is a pure sadist. In that clip, he said, uh, unlike sequestration, which would cut from the defense budget, we don't want to oh do my that. God, how... There are ways of raising the eligibility and retirement age for uh, Social Security and other programs. And then he says, raising the copay for Medicaid. So, and the result of that will be you'll only use it when you really when need you it. When you really need it. When you really which, which need it. Which in real it. terms means when you are, it's six months too late to do anything because you waited too long. That's what that means. Okay. Let's because keep... everyone knows the key to fucking survival is prevention, which means earliest possible in, uh, detection of anything. And if you have a system where people are disincentivized to ever seek any help for anything other than catastrophic health problems, you're not going to catch anything, and people are going to die early because of it. Okay. Let's, let's roll this next clip, where I believe Bloomberg talks about a relatively new phenomenon you might have heard of called democratic socialism. Democratic socialism. And the young people, I don't mean to knock young people, I wish I was one again, but young people... <laughs> got a clone body. ...to uh, Bernie Sanders, and they say, yeah, democratic, that's good. Socialism. Yeah, that's that social media stuff. <laughs> because our kids <laughs> civics in school, they no longer study Western history, they no longer read Western literature. We are what? trying to change 
and dumb down the system. And if you don't know what happened in the past, you're going to have to rewrite uh, it. That's, Nazi. that's the dark enlightenment. We that... are, I think it's very dangerous, the world we're going into. You see a, the, both the left and the right coming up here. And the middle is getting, unfortunately, not listened to anymore. And it's the extremists that are going to... Fuck off! And we've had extremism before, particularly on this continent. It didn't work out very well. So, your final point, which right, is... Cut it, cut it, cut it. What a That's just shit. the dark enlightenment. That's alt-right shit. That's that was all he's saying. Nazi literature? I would love to know... A single work of Western literature yeah. that Mayor Bloomberg has read other than fucking Forbes magazine. Young what? people He's read Young re- people are not reading Western literature like Venus and Furs and 120 Days of Sodom. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is him saying like we have a limited amount of resources and we're going to give them to the people who have are cultured, who are like real human beings. And anybody who hasn't proven themselves through the meritocratic uh uh, academic system is literally just going to be cut and cold. That's what she's, he's saying. Like that's just like that's as bad as any fucking all right Nazi. Like that he is, is an actual fascist. fascist. He's a Nazi. That is fascism. That is fascism. If he had it, social media, it would be like a Greek <laughs> statue icon. Yeah. Young people aren't reading the Western canon like rich dad, poor dad. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're not showing Mad Bunny with Jim Cramer in schools anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. This next clip is from when... This is next clip is from uh, Bloomberg. This is him speaking at the 2004 Republican National Convention held in New York City where he endorsed George W. Bush for president. Greatest at the city in the, the fucking fu- world. At the height of the Iraq fucking war. Play this clip and see what he says here. It's fucking astonishing. Epitomizes the American experience, Ugh. American spirit, more than New York City. That's right. But ironically, it is exactly <laughs> because we are a city that embraces freedom, that welcomes everyone, and encourages their dreams. That New York remains on the front lines in the war on terror. Nope. I want to thank President Bush for supporting New York changing the Homeland Security funding formula. I like how the icon is blocking his booster. Alright, cut it. You guys. Cut it, cut it. Real quick though, real quick. I just want to say, I remember when this happened. And while this was going on, probably like Two to four hundred thousand people marched in the streets of Manhattan against the fucking war on terror and war in Iraq while this fucking asshole kettled protesters and put them on the fucking piers on the West Side Highway for like 24 hours to keep them off the fucking streets. I'll say this, though. As a lifelong New Yorker, when he said that for, for these reasons, New York City must remain on the front lines of the war on terror, uh, no. How about not? How about, how, about, how about no fucking terrorism in New York? I don't want to be on the fucking front lines, you asshole. Fuck off. I got to tell you guys. I got to tell you guys. I know we're all worried about Bloomberg because this is, as we said, unprecedented. No one has ever spent this much money to try to buy the presidency. We don't know 
how powerful persuasion is in this era where everyone is so, like just totally uh, alienated and atomized and you know you could buy so much attention just by having enough money but what list just listening to that i'm like he can't do it he's not going to win like i list i listened to him talk and like within a second his voice the and we going to do the best we going to say it's like i feel like leukemia is being infused into my bloodstream this i feel not, like i am dying this is I not a like charisma like this is the thing give him the rope yeah no, he's going to be in talk. the debate. Just he's going to be in the talk. debate tomorrow night. And I swear to God, his numbers are going to drop as soon as people actually hear him talk. That's the end of Michael Blurberg. He is the least appealing man in human history. Okay. I mean, like, we have said this about Trump, that he has no, he has no positive qualities. But the, the, he, Bloomberg has no fucking human qualities. Yes. This He's is, a lizard. Yeah. This is just no. a fucking Alexa with an algorithm designed to see as much fucking suffering as possible. At least Trump is very true because Trump is an evil person, but in a human fashion. Yes. yes. Relatably evil. Like you can imagine being Trump, having that much money and being like him. What if I was a giant piece of shit? Bloomberg is an unfathomable alien relic that we will never comprehend. Okay. If I had $60 billion from selling uh, Atari consoles that suck off business guys, <laughs> I would never act like that. Nobody could even conceive of that to go around like this fucker. All right, if you thought that was good. I really loved it, so give you, me some more, If you thought please. that was good, this next clip. Yummy, yummy. This next clip is of Michael Bloomberg doing an impression of me talking to Felix about why New York City is not a hellhole to live in. <laughs> Roll the clip. It's all there for you. From Brooklyn Heights to Bayside. From Coney Island oh. to Chelsea. Oh. Take it all in. Oh. The world's greatest museum. Oh. 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 The Aussies and the Mets. Oh. High fashion shopping and more than 18,000 restaurants in all boroughs oh. eager to please and fit any budget. What the fuck? What the fuck is he talking about? Literally, his only interaction with New York is finding homeless men that his daughter can kill for like some fucking abstract, <laughs> eyes wide shut art performance. What the fuck are you talking about? He doesn't enjoy any of the things that he listed. Felix. I tell you this all the time. <laughs> 18,000 restaurants are the best museums in the world. You what are you complaining you about? You the Yankees, the town. Best, Manhattan, Bronx, the Queens, <laughs> Brooklyn, Staten Island, that's New York City, baby. It's the, only, it's the only city in the world where you can wake up and get a chopped cheese and then you're having a pretzel in the Statue of Liberty. Thank you, Mike. Some of the most oh fashionable God. stores in the world. <laughs> Some of the most attractive S&M and bondage and sadomasochism clubs. <laughs> Some of the most cr- people living in, in abandoned subway stations. Some, <laughs> some of the most crushable animals you've ever seen. 
<laughs> Dude, what, like this is this is the most fucking disturbing thing I've ever. This is this is this is fucking your foster parents are dead. This fucking asshole pretending that there is a he fucking le- he left Gracie Manor and saw fucking anything that he liked or recognized. He didn't just look at people and smiled, imagining sewing them together, or committing whatever other types of come to New York, folks. We love yeah. We have come to New York. We certainly could use your nutrients. Wolfie's that we're going to suck out folks. of your bodies Wolfie's and turn you into fine. the spice melange. What a fucking, what a fucking otherworldly evil. Why is he on C-SPAN being like the minister of tourism? Because this was also at the Republican National Convention in 2004. Yep. And he's pitching New York City to these fucking swine who came in to nominate George W. Bush for a second tour. They think it's Sodom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. That's why we live there. I want to find, I want to find the mole people though. When we get back to Oh, no, New no, York, no. They'll find They you. live under the city. <laughs> Apparently, there are thousands of them. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're there. They don't come out to see the sun. They live... <laughs> All right. It's cool. This is uh, the next one. <laughs> the next one is our last, and let's just say, best. Ooh. <laughs> Boomer. Right, but, okay. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Matt, Matt, I would Let's like uh, Matt, okay, real before we Look play this one, Matt these, before we play this one, Matt nets. Matt, I would like you to refrain from commenting on anything that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got no, it. No, 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 he can because they Ooh. all kind of look like him. It's allowed. <laughs> I'm seeing double four Adams. <laughs> I gotta tell you, this guy gets my bones, it gets an ache. He gives me an ache in my in my side here. Alright. Please Ooh. leave it, please leave it to the diamond your yes. diamond and silk for tonight. Yeah, please, please let Adam and Felix. Ooh, those Seriously, seriously. I'm just saying, my hip is twinging. Please let Adam and Felix comment on this next video. Roll the clip. All of these costs keep going up. Nobody wants to pay any more money. And at the rate we're going, healthcare is going to bankrupt us. So not only do we have a problem, it's going to bankrupt us. And we've got to sit here and say which things we're going to do and which things we're not. Nobody wants to do that. You know, when you show up with prostate cancer, and you're 95 years old, we should say, go and enjoy, have a nice day, live a long life. It's no cure. <laughs> Society's not willing to do that. Oh, this is okay. This is, <laughs> this is so no. bad for no. us. No, no, no. <laughs> This, Matt, this, don't do this, this clip was directed by the Softy Brothers, by the way. <laughs> they can say it. This is, ugh. This clip, this clip is just like, this is like the winner on Shark Tank. Hey, I want to make the Holocaust happen again. <laughs> just sending this fucking terrible man in a room of uh, Orthodox Jews just being like, if you can't make any more money, we should kill you. Like, it, it could be the most anti-Semitic thing I've seen entirely starring Jews. More than five-ish, yes. Yeah. <laughs> What I, what I like about this clip, though, is that he says, like, uh, you know, if you're 95 and you have prostate cancer, they should just tell you, sorry, you've had bye a good bye. life. Bye-bye. 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 And my response to that is, you first, asshole. Fuck you. Yeah, but he's got the money. 
He's got the money so yeah. he can afford it. But here's the other thing. The really the, the chilling thing in that clip is he said, society's not willing to do that yet. Why is he also why is he telling those guys the plan? Yeah. <laughs> I think you know, Adam. Was that Adam, the, why, I think you know why. Yeah, I think what, you know what, why what, he's telling them the plan. Matt, no, Matt, come on, Matt. It doesn't work that way. Matt, these Matt, there are different types of well, you, okay, oh, really? Matt, Jesus. Matt, Matt. This reminds me of a, a famous Chris Rock joke. Uh, there, are, <laughs> there are two types of, well, okay, those of guys Jewish are... person. <laughs> the, I would the, the book and the money. Oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> Every time you're just trying to have a good time, some Michael Bloomberg shows up. <laughs> okay. You can tell that apartment right, just smells... Like, okay. Like boiled meats. <laughs> you can just tell. Yeah, no, th- th- that, Matt, you know, repress your Bavarian genetic memories. Like, <laughs> that is not a house of conspiracy. That's like the bunch of guys who, like, own, like, a weird muffler shop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here, here is, though, here is, though, okay, Nevada. Yeah. Here Nevada! Is the, here is the last thing. Here is the last thing I'm going to read to you now from Michael Bloomberg that is, in my opinion, the single most disturbing thing I've ever heard come out of his mouth and the one that portends most darkly for any future in which he is able to gain power of any kind in this country. Political power, that is. This is his advice to people about the secret to his success. I always tried to be the first one in the morning and the last one to leave at night. Take the fewest vacations and the least time away from the desk to go to the bathroom or have lunch. You gotta be there. I mean, everybody says, oh, that's crazy. But if you want to succeed, you can't control how lucky you are. You can't control how smart you are. But you can control how hard you work. So that's the first thing. Las Vegas, this is the vision of what he wants for all of you. For anyone in this country, I'm sorry, for anyone in this country who is struggling to get by, that is what he will impose on you. That level of discipline, surveillance, control, and eventually incarceration. No lunch, no vacation, no bathroom. No bathroom. <laughs> no, just diapers. <laughs> just a diaped up nation. <laughs> this 400 million people wearing diapers. To increase productivity. It's efficient! <laughs> you've, you, you've already... We've already got to see what it's like when this guy runs the city. Fucking constant surveillance, harassment towards Muslims, towards black people, towards fucking anybody. Even the regular and, kind of Jews. Yeah, even the, even the regular kind of Jews. He'll just go to your house and he won't stop talking and you can't tell him <laughs> to leave. <laughs> yeah, he'll start telling you about death panels and you really want to get back to the muffler shop. <laughs> But, like, like we said, we don't think he's going to win. But the goal of Bloomberg is to cuck a Sanders nomination. And the only way he can do that is by playing those fucking ads where he tries to make it sound like Obama endorses him. By playing those ads where there's as little of his fucking awful voice and awful, awful visage as possible. And the only way he does that, he gets anything out of that, is by scaring your parents, your grandparents saying, isn't this Trump guy awful? Wouldn't you do anything to get him out of there? You've, like, if you're here, you've probably busted your fucking asses here. Like, I know you have. That's right. I met... That's right. Let's go. I, 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 
I met, I met, I met canvas, I met canvassers in fucking New Hampshire, Iowa, just working harder than fucking anybody. And they killed it. They dropped everything in the impossible juggle of their lives to bring a better world to everyone. But your job now is to pull your fucking parents, your grandparents, your uncles, your aunts away from this fucking goblin. Let's nip Let's this in go. the bud. Let's nip this talk in the your, fucking bud. Talk to your family members. Let them know. Let them know who this guy really is. Make, it, make this all for nothing. Make it so he wasted his fucking money. He's not going to miss it because he, he makes up that interest, but you'll at least know he will eventually go to his grave without accomplishing what he wanted to. He's gonna... yeah. yeah. Las Vegas. Here's the good news. As Felix said, it's not gonna work. Here's why. Since New Hampshire, which was, I don't know, fuck, a thousand years ago? Jesus Christ, I've lost all track of time. Todd is a wheel. Since the New Hampshire primary, over 50,000 people have attended Bernie Sanders rallies all over this country. I'm going to give you some stats here. In Tacoma, Washington, 17,000. In Richmond, California, 10,300. In Denver, Colorado, 11,400. Right here in Nevada, 2,300. In Mesquite, Texas, 5,370. And in North Carolina, 5,200. There is only one candidate in this race that is actually turning out people. And if Mayor Bloomberg could not pay to get that many fucking people to come hear him speak, and believe me, he's going to try to do it. His money's no good here. Your money is no fucking good here. And, and, and also, I just want to add, uh, uh, let me be clear, my, my opponent doesn't want you to go to the bathroom, and going to the bathroom is one of my favorite things to do. I am constantly going to the bathroom. He loves it. My stomach is a nightmare in there. Okay. Bernie is lactose intolerant. He needs to make regular trips. Oh, I'm really going to pay for this grilled cheese. (laughs) Okay. I have a few... Thank yous, and then some actual information before I get to a closing monologue to end the show. Thank you to, first and foremost, Chris Wade, our producer. Let's give him a round of applause. The guy behind the ones and the twos. Secondly, to Molly O'Brien, our wonderful co-producer and videographer. All the videos that you watched tonight were shot by her. Also, one more round of applause for the amazing, multi-talented man of danger, Kyle Peterson, everybody. Finally, finally, to our good friend, Adam Friedland. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I just want to say that that girl that made me cry... She works at Facebook, and I'm now the third mic on a cum podcast, so I think I'm winning, okay? <laughs> Adam Freeland, right. come down, everybody. Yes. Let's give it up. Oh, boy, we love him, and you do, too. All right. Most importantly, though, we all know what the stakes are. I know we're feeling good, Ooh. 
But it hasn't happened yet, Nevada. Mm-mm. We're gonna fucking do it. It hasn't happened it. yet until you fucking do it. Okay. Make it happen. So every fucking day from now until the caucus, every door you knock on, every phone call you make is I've said it again. I'll say it before. I'll say it now. Is a nail in the fucking coffin to the most evil fucking people on this planet. And there's, and guess what? They're feeling it. They're feeling it right now. I'm sure that you've heard that Bernie Sanders is ahead in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But reputable polls have it a bit close for something like a caucus, which is a purposely Byzantine, arcane system where there are stages of realignment, turnout is weird, and that can produce uh, fucked up results, as we saw in Iowa. Also, um... I don't want to discourage you, but it's also crooked as shit. So, in this current media environment, where there are two billionaires running for the Democratic nomination who have bought up between them, at this point, I think... For, look at me, Matt. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Who have bought up, I think, about $500 million in airtime. It means the rules are different. It means that in this situation, the one thing that it comes down to is field operations, is the labor that people put in. And we know that the Bernie Sanders campaign is the only truly national campaign because it has us, because it has volunteers. Nobody's volunteering for Joe Biden. There's maybe a few dozen people volunteering for Elizabeth Warren. Nobody's volunteering for uh, uh, Michael Bloomberg, obviously. These are all paid canvassers. And ideally, I would think if you're working for Bloomberg, you're intentionally half-assing it, you know. You know you're, not, you're not even doing your walk list. You're just throwing the pamphlets in the sewer, and you're going to get high. I guarantee you, you that's half of the people they pay. As no, you should. Most of the people they pay are doing that. We have people on our side. We have millions of people on our side, and we want it. We just came from Iowa where a few thousand people came to the February Iowa cold, including people from overseas to do election interference, which we support, to ensure that Bernie Sanders is the winner of the Iowa caucus, which he was. We just came from New Hampshire where we got uh, horrible viruses. All of us. Yeah, we were, we're dying. And we canvassed with, again, thousands of people who came from out of state to ensure that Bernie Sanders would win. Wish he fucking did. He did. I was just told that the Bernie Sanders campaign in Nevada has cumulatively knocked on 420,000 doors. Not a joke. That's true. So far. Smoke that shit. 420, uh, baby. Smoke that shit. <laughs> And there's still more to knock on, which is why I hope that you will join us, members of the uh, critically acclaimed culture podcast, Chapo Trap House, canvassing this Thursday at 3 p.m. at the Las Vegas DSA staging location, also known as the Leftist Garage. We will be doing a canvas kickoff, and we will be joined by 
a sports ball star, Justin Jackson. Yes. Who will be making his canvassing debut. Yes. And if you've never done it before, we will show you the road. There will be people to show you how. That's ask one. Ask number two. It's a little complicated because this is a complicated process. Who here is familiar with the strip caucuses? Okay, there we go. So, it's kind of like the satellite caucuses we all loved in Iowa where Bernie Sanders organized and he cleaned up. And that's why he won. You, I'm sure you saw the pictures of the immigrant workers who all came out to caucus at these satellite locations. Yeah. Bernie got a lot of delegates from those locations. It's going to be the same deal with these strip caucuses. If you meet someone who works on the strip or within, I believe, a 1.5-mile radius of the strip. Two, two more, two more, uh, three, three, four, 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 okay. All right, close to the damn strip, all right. 2.5. And... Uh, they are working, and they are working on Saturday, the morning of the caucus, between the hours of 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. They've got a shift then. They can go to a satellite caucus location, a strip caucus held within the casinos themselves. This is kind of weird, and not a lot of people know about this either. A lot of people, you might even convince them to go caucus for Bernie Sanders, but they're like, well, I gotta work. Here's the thing, based on their Union contract, no. They can go to the strip caucus and get paid to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I won't lie to you. The administration of the strip caucus is kind of weird because you literally say, um, talk to your manager about it and they will give you all the information that you need. They have to. They do have to based on the contract that they have with the union. The union did that for them. So... Here's the ask. I know that there are people in the uh, Strip Caucus team, if you want to cheer again, if you remember that team. And they have been going out at 6.30 in the morning to catch people off shift changes. That's fine. Just don't even go to bed. Uh, now, and I'm not going to promise you that I'll be up at 6.30 or lucid at 6.30, I guess is a better way. To it depends it. on if I'll be up at 6.30. But here's something you can do. You don't even actually have to join a team to do this. You can just go out on the strip and talk to the people who are working there. And you can tell them, hey, you heard about this caucus? You heard about Bernie Sanders? You heard about the fucking bosses? And encourage them to go to these strip caucuses and explain what I just explained to you. Tell you what, it'll help if you tip them well. They'll want to listen to you more. Okay. Nevada. Nevada? Nevada! Nevada! Sorry, sorry. Nevada! I'll just say... He also says rather. I'd rather go to Nevada. Nevada! I love Dan Rother's reportage. I'll just say Las Vegas. Let's go! Cue, Cue the song. Go Golden Knights! Here we go. Raider Nation, baby! Here we go. Las Vegas, this town and this podcast will never be the same. After we elected Bernie Sanders, all the big podcasts, Chapo, Come Town, E1, the corporations took them all over. Today, it all sounds like Michael Barbaro's The Daily. In the old days, podcasters knew your name. They knew who the baseball crank was, what organized harassment you did. Today, 
It's like listening to NPR. And if you want a premium episode, you're lucky if you get it by Thursday. Actually, that part is pretty much the same with the way it was back in the old days. But today, it's all gone. You get a whale guest show up with four million followers, and some 25-year-old rose emoji kid wants to know what his problematic posts from 2013 were. But in the end, I wound up right back where I started. I could still annoy people online, and I could still make content for all kinds of antisocial cretins back home. And why mess up a good thing? And that's that. And I would like to close things uh, with a little parable. Uh, when I think of the Spanish Civil War, oh my God. and I think of those boys from the Abraham Lincoln Brigade raging at this Why battle of Camara, when they would face up against Shut the Italians up. and the Nazis up. and the Francoists. Why is he doing this? No one cares. They would just just battle literally no one cares. Freedom and liberty. Literally no one Anti-fascismo. cares. Anti-fascismo. No one is 800. Will all you shut the thing. fuck up? And Will we, you shut no. the fuck up? <laughs> you know what? I never fucking liked it. Actually, it hurt. How is Felix escape damage? I broke. There's no hit points. <laughs> Me and Adam were told not to bring our bottles into work that day. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh fuck. Las Vegas! I have one thing and one thing only left to say, and that is Viva Las Vegas!